Hello, Dr. Greg Quinn here, and today we're going to talk about flavors. You see, in the Western world, in our Western world, all too often we have dumbed down the, the uh, flavor experience to fat, salt, and sugar. And you know, quite frankly, we can do so much better to make the experience that much more rewarding. And clearly, you know, there's a physiologic reason we, we crave fat, salt, and sugar. And these elements are, are really necessary for life. But, you know, the health problems resulting from too much of a good thing have been well-documented and well-documented in, in prior podcasts on your MedChef's app. So today we're going to talk about reintroducing you to food. Uh, I've been actually very excited about this discussion, in part because of our guest who is here today, Christopher Lee. Christopher, take it away. Okay, great. I've been um, cooking for quite a long time, professionally over 40 years, and uh, that has been mostly in the Bay Area at three, I think, extraordinary restaurants. I've been very lucky in that respect. Um, I've uh, worked overseas for the last 10 years and in New York City uh, doing consulting, so I've been a little bit away from the kitchen uh, for some time, but but those different locations and those different cuisines and so forth have given me a palette. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean in the mouth, I mean mm -hmm. a, like a painter's palette of flavors and uh, seasonings and things like that, that um, allow one to enhance the food that they cook. One of the things that, that, that I've become concerned about, uh, aware of maybe is a better way to put it, is the use of salt, which in as a professional in restaurants is quite high. Mm. And so um, the question then becomes how to, how to have fun with and enjoy your food on a daily basis without relying on that level of salting, mainly through seasonings and spices and some cooking techniques you're able to enhance or, um, or, or build flavors in food that are, if you want to call it this, natural to, to, to the cooking process mm -hmm. or natural to the food. So um, ways of concentrating flavors is an important thing, and that might be through um, cooking long cooking mm -hmm. or slow cooking. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's a common technique, mm -hmm. really, to many different cuisines. Mm -hmm. um, so that's an important one. It, I, I think in the basic idea there, it has to do with uh, water content. Mm -hmm. So as you reduce water content of a given product, mm -hmm. you have more flavor. Mm -hmm. So that happens with drying, that happens with roasting, that mm -hmm. happens with cooking you know, in a, in a, in a skillet or something like that, a pan like that. Yeah. Uh, um, but then again, going back to all of the ways that you can add flavor so that becomes onions, garlic, mm -hmm. um, various spices from paprika to fennel to coriander, all of those mm -hmm. things that mm -hmm. become part of the whole flavor, part of the background of the dish, and and are not reliant on salt, sugar. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. So we all go to restaurants, and sometimes we have uh, you know, a mediocre experience, and other times we're wowed. Yes. And I'm only guessing, but 
when we're wowed, it might be because they are more masterful at using seasoning and flavors other than just relying on the basic salt, fat, sugar, right? Yes, that's true. And again, each, each type of restaurant has its own uh, repertoire, its own palate, its own selection mm -hmm. of spicing and so forth. But you learn how to use those things. And, th and that's what we're, uh, we'd like to explore in this discussion. You know, some, some basic skills, basic skills to enhance the experience. Because we've, I've certainly uh, experienced this all the time where I eat something perhaps that I have made or, or someone else has made and I taste it and hmm, mm. it needs something else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, I, I'm not skilled in the culinary arts. So mm -hmm. after that question, I draw a blank. How do we start developing that awareness and then the skill to act on that awareness? Yes. Well, I, I think that really comes through cooking and, and using various recipes and finding what you like as a cook. For, for the novice, uh, what, what are the basic spices one should have in their pantry? I think that um, I would have eight. And of course, you can ask the next chef or cook and he or she would have a different list not entirely different, probably bigger, but I think a starting point here is these eight, and they're um, easy to find, uh, by a good quality if you have a spice shop near you, but again, you can find these at your grocery store if you, if you, uh, uh, if you move forward with this. I would have a paprika, and there's a, Another variety of paprika that's dried over wood, and it's called smoked yeah. paprika. Mm -hmm. um, it's um, Mexican, it's North African spice. So two paprikas, uh, fennel seed, mm. coriander seed, cumin, oregano, dried oregano is a little herb, saffron, and black pepper. And there's a very nice uh, variety of black pepper called... Tella cherry, and it's from Madagascar. Black pepper is about perfume. And what you typically buy as ground pepper in the store has been, is old and has lots, lost its oomph. Mm. So get a little pepper grinder and you can find one for 10 bucks or something like mm. that and grind that. And don't cook it too much, maybe put it on at the end. And that's a, that's a, a very handy technique. To, mm. to focus on that and brighten your food up. Excellent. So you gave us our, our basic toolkit, eight, these eight spices. How would you recommend getting started with those spices? So I think the way to get started with, um, with some of these spices and, and flavorings is to pick one or two mm. that you like and use them in different pr preparations uh, to see how they how they appeal to you, mm -hmm. how they appeal to your family, and so forth. Um, so, yeah. So a practical uh, example would be maybe making an omelet with uh, spinach or asparagus, and instead of just throwing salt in there, uh, um, I, I might use uh, one of the eight from my, my yes. new toolbox. Yes, exactly. Okay, great. You know, as we're building out our, our toolbox, for the novice, um, the beginner, uh, we talked about spices. We have our eight. How about herbs? Herbs, that's a, another great one. I would have 
fresh herbs, parsley, sage, rosemary, thyme, that should be a song, um, <laughs> savory, cilantro, we see a lot in this, in the area where we are, California, mm -hmm. fresh oregano, and we have a lot of wild fennel growing in this area. And by a nice coincidence, we have eight herbs that we're using. So there were eight spices, now eight herbs. Eight herbs. Okay. Again, the way to approach this is to use one, is mm. to pick one mm. and use that. I have a question for you. You said at the beginning, um, fresh herbs. Is that as opposed to dry herbs? Yes, and I say that because the flavors are very, very different in the fresh herbs. Mm -hmm. uh, um, for example, imagine dried parsley. Now that's used in a lot of different places, Specifically, I'm thinking of sausage making and things like that. Mm -hmm. But fresh parsley is a wonderful bright green to put on, mm -hmm. rub on something at the end, or to have in a little vinaigrette mm -hmm. on your salad. It's, I, I, I I neglected chives. I would add chives to that list. So now we're nine uh, nine items. But yes, the fresh the fresh flavor has a brightness and a li liveliness that the dried versions do not. Not to get into the weeds, so to speak, but do you ever uh, use the dry? I do. I do. Um, I use particularly dried thyme, uh, dried oregano. In fact, I worked with a chef years ago who said that oregano should never be used other than dry. Okay. I don't agree with that <laughs> anymore. But, um, but yeah, so they're a darker, that's my adjective for them, they're a darker flavor than mm. the fresh ones mm. and um, so fresh is bright dried is going to be dark a little bit subdued mm -hmm. um, so you know they have different uses mm -hmm. um, the dried ones will often appear in um, marinades or roasts and things like that but um, i would experiment with each of them mm -hmm. you know all right so christopher we have our we have our toolbox that we're building out. We have our spices, our, our key herbs. What else should be in that beginner's toolbox? Another great uh, approach is to use condiments or what I call condiments as either flavorings or sauces or just a little something to eat along with your with your food. I, I'm so glad you bring up condiments because if we look at the uh, nutritional facts on most condiments, they're, they're terrible from a health standpoint, mm -hmm. right? They can be. And so one needs to look for uh, non-processed items. And I think that's a pretty simple approach. Um, mustard, for example, is available in many different flavors from ones with seeds, ones without, um, hot, spicy ones, plain ones, Dijon mustard, and, and mustards like that that are made just for mustard seed and, and maybe a little bit of liquid of some kind, which might be wine, which might be water. I know ketchup is notorious for having way too much sugar, etc. If I hear you correctly, mustard perhaps is a, is a healthier alternative to some of the other condiments? Yes, absolutely. Uh, some of the other condiments that you might think of that are not processed or, or have a lot of sugar or salt added to them a horseradish and a plain horseradish, not a creamy horseradish. Mm. Um, concentrated tomato, uh, which is sort of like tomato paste. Mm -hmm. It's commonly used in Italian cooking. You can buy it in a little tube for a couple of bucks. Yeah. That's a great thing. Rub that on your something before you cook it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, anchovies, uh, which can be purchased in a little tube as a paste. Or if you're venturesome, 
um, buy some fillets at the store and, and use that. But they, they're just a little bright spot, a little sort of, I don't know, pointillistic kind of thing that you might add to, to brighten the fruit capers. Interesting. I never would have thought of uh, yeah. anchovies as a, as a uh, condiment. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, capers are great. Capers. Um, and I love sauerkraut. And mm-hmm. I typically buy a raw sauerkraut, mm-hmm. not a cooked sauerkraut. There's quite a few on the market nowadays. Now, I, I would it, when when I think of capers, sauerkraut, and anchovies, I think of a lot of salt. But I imagine we're using these in very small amounts. Is that correct? That's correct. And you buy for anchovies, anchovies in oil, mm-hmm. not in salt, not salt pack. There are many salt packed anchovies, but the oil ones are very low in salt. Got it. Um, uh, tomato concentrate is not often no, any salt added. Mm-hmm. And uh, sauerkraut, you're going to rinse first in cool water mm. to get some of the salt, mm-hmm. to reduce the salt content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Excellent. All right. Uh, great. Uh, this is exciting. What else needs to be in our toolbox? Some of the things that you can find in the store or make your make yourself at home are... Uh, are something that I call Sicilian seasoning, which is a combination of fennel seed, red chili flake, and coriander seed that's that's either ground in a in a spice grinder, mm-hmm. or we as professionals use a tool called a mortar and pestle, mm-hmm. which you use to crush, mm-hmm. um, similar to mm-hmm. pharmacists to crush, uh, crush the spices and then sprinkle that on before cooking or even after cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, you can include salt or not mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. The salt helps grind it a little bit, but easy to leave it out. You still get the essence of that. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention as, as a basic really is something called salsa verde, which is an Italian sauce that has chopped parsley um, sometimes some other herbs in there, but basic one is parsley and chopped uh, shallot in a little bit of oil and a bit of vinegar, mm-hmm. and that gets drizzled on your food afterward. And that's a that's a very useful yeah uh, sauce. Sounds like what you're what you're touching on is with our with our toolbox now spices and herbs rubs um, we can learn to skillfully create a different uh, ethnic feel to that dish. Yes. Maybe um, cauliflower can be, uh, have more of an Italian feel or, a, or an Indian feel based yeah. on, on how we use these. Yes, that's correct. And, you know, to draw from what I call the international world of, of food is very exciting. It gives us something that uh, is a little different each day. We're not eating the same flavors all the time. We're able to get flavors from uh, from from healthful seasonings, mm-hmm. um, and it's interesting. Well, you've give, you've given us a, a wonderful overview of how to expand our horizons. I'm at the beginning of my journey in terms of uh, learning the culinary arts, as perhaps many of you are, and the uh, establishing a, a skillful use of uh, seasoning is going to be so important. So. Um, so Christopher, uh, in summary, I heard uh, spices, getting comfortable with these eight spices yes. as a starter. Yes. Um, I heard um, 
getting comfortable with the use of nine herbs. Nine herbs, yes. Nine herbs. We added one. We yeah. added one, yes. Um, you gave us some wonderful examples of uh, uh, using condiments um, in, a, in a skillful way as opposed to relying on uh, overly processed condiments in the grocery store. Yes. Um, rubs. Yes. And we concluded with international flavors. Mm -hmm. um, Christopher, is there anything else you would like to add? For me, and I think for a lot of people, you kind of want it to be a bright spot in your day mm -hmm. and something to look forward to and something to have fun with, both as a cook and, and in the mouth. Um, and and, it, and it's, to my mind, relatively easy to put a lot of flavor into food without just heavy use of salt. And again, for me, that's a bit of a change because I come from this world of restaurants and professional cooking, and salt is a big factor. And, uh, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Just to uh, come full circle, as we said at the beginning, variety is the spice of life. Um, thank you very much, Christopher, and hope to see you back soon. And everyone, enjoy the journey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.